Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep. We're a podcast about movies and friendship, and we're here for just a little bonus. We're a little late, and we're a little light today. Ezra, we, we postponed the recording, and then in that in in that intermediate time, the intervening hours between when we were scheduled to record and when we actually got to record, Ezra was struck ill with some sort of a stomach bug. I don't actually know this for sure, but I assume it's his children's fault. That's how this works Probably. usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, children. They uh, bring in gross yeah, stuff. And, and honestly, I think we should just have this as a bit. Be right at the end of every week. Next week, we're going to talk about <laughs> eternal <laughs> sunshine of the spotless <laughs> mind. Oh, yeah. This is going to be then, like when I told you I wanted to talk about Vietnam for like a year. Yeah. And then right the next week. Okay. We're talking about drive my car this week. All right. <laughs> Things got weird. All right. Next week, though, we're for sure going to talk about... Ezra will be here and we'll talk about sunshine. sunshine. Yeah, at now, some point, it has to, it'll have yeah. to happen. Maybe it's already happened. Maybe it's happened several times and we just don't know. Um, in the meantime, um, we're going to have... We have a, a fun bonus today because I was on American television this week and I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about it, talk talk through what happened. I'm your host, yeah. Alex Falcone, recording, as always, from North Koreatown, Los, Los Angeles. I'm joined... In Southeast Portland by Anthony Lopez. Hey, buddy. Hey, good to see you on real TV, not just America's Most Wanted. <laughs> <laughs> or cops, whatever you Dude, want. Dude, is there an America's Least Wanted? I might qualify for that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. America Has Passed. Is that a show? You ever I'm- hear about how people, actors on like America's Most Wanted, would get like a little code that would say, I'm not a killer? <laughs> because... <laughs> Oh, like the reenactor people, people would get yeah, stopped all the time? Because yeah, the reenactor people, people would constantly, like, you know, do a gig on America's Most Wanted and go to get a cup of coffee. And someone would be like, I saw that guy murder someone on television <laughs> last night. And they would call the cops, which, I mean, some criminal out there must have printed a code that said that. Yeah, well, I mean, just how use that the cards? Do they have just, how, how much fancy foil printing did you do? Because yeah. otherwise, anyone could just make but a yeah, card that said I didn't a, um, There's a wrestler named the Big Boss Man who uh, looked <laughs> a lot like uh, this guy they were trying to catch on America's Most Wanted. So they asked him to reenact in the thing. And the thing is, for months after that, every night, every Monday when the WWE would air, <laughs> millions of people, like this is like a documented thing, like hundreds <laughs> of thousands of people would call the police and go, I found the killer. He's in Minnesota at the stadium. <laughs> he just choke slammed someone through a table. Well, that is suspicious <laughs> behavior for sure. Yeah. yeah. I've seen uh, tendency towards violence. Yeah. Yeah. I, he just hit Stone Cold Steve Austin with a chair. He's, <laughs> he's, and I don't he's know if this in the building right now. I don't know if you could use this in court, but he seems like a real jabroni. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. I, is that a, can we call it as a character witness? Is all the people yeah. who saw him? Yeah, yeah. All jabroni? his enemies, all his wrestler enemies <laughs> showing up. That'd be a great, that'd be a great court storyline um, for wrestling. Yeah, that that's very funny. Uh, it was not on that show. Um, I'm not keeping it a surprise, I guess. It's in the title of this uh, episode, so I'm sure you you know it already. But let me just finish introducing the panel. Um, from the woods of Brooklyn, he's the co-host of oh, yeah. Almanac. It's Hunter Donaldson. Hey, buddy. Yeah, hey, hey. Good job not saying fuck, you know? That's good. On TV. I did not. Yeah, on TV. I didn't say you didn't, it. You had that dynamite opportunity to do it, and you just you just passed right on yeah. it. Well, we have to. that is a big thing. We definitely have to talk about that, for sure. So here's here's what's going on. Um, so for those of you who don't. You could have said fuck in front of Anthony Anderson's mother. 
right and he right didn't take of, it like a no, in front of mommy i, I couldn't <laughs> have is the thing i'm i was you no you could have you could have said fuck and then you could be like oh no whoopsie oh anthony I, even said to me at one point during the recording he was like you know you can swear and i was like seven pas backstage told me that mm-hmm. if i swear they'll kill me like there i was i was very aggressively coached not to swear oh and you think pas have more power than the host yeah, and star of the show that's the problem. I mean, it, well, right so, okay. So here's what happened. Let me give everybody a little quick backstory. So uh, for those of you who don't follow me on social, um, I was in. I was on to tell the truth last week, um, which as I a liar, as a liar, you I know. Which is on to tell the truth, which in case, is in case you're thinking I was big enough to be a panelist. I was not. I'm not yet, but I am big enough to be an actor on the show. So I was one of the liars, um, and uh, uh, I think it was season six, episode twenty six, is what it is. Um, and it's with Kevin Nealon and, uh, Jaleel White, you know, Steve Urkel, everybody remembers. And yeah. Then, uh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, please. Let's everybody him knows credit. him as Sonic the Hedgehog and then Amanda Seals. Um, yeah, 6.26. And I'm in the last segment and, mm. um, it's not going to be very exciting for you about whether or not I was the liar. So I don't have to worry about spoiling that because I, right? I mean, obviously anyway, but the bit was, so the, the segment was, the guy who wrote the book, uh, Go the Fuck to Sleep, which is kind of Adam Man's back. And uh, he is a really, really cool dude. And I had a good time hanging out with him. It was one of the better he parts seems of it. Intense. Yeah, he, he seems kind of intense. He seems he came like off the, intense. He comes off as the type of guy who like carries a Coke mirror on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he does, just he, looks well very... it's interesting too because like if you read go the fuck to sleep you're like oh what a great sense of humor and then his next book was about i was i think about the holocaust like dude writes mostly super intense fiction um mm. like he writes really intense books and then but is he bought a house with this swearing children's book that it took him 38 minutes and one whiskey to write but um so i was one of two non him non Adam Monsbacks on this one of the two, two liars two liars come on two stop trying to the show Cody yeah, you were you were well, one of those liars because they couldn't get you on a TV show to tell the truth that's not <laughs> something you could do for television well I was allowed to tell the truth I was just only one per- so if you haven't seen the show which uh, it's been on I believe almost continuously since 1830 but it's uh it's a very old show but they this is like it's like ninth reboot or something like that it's crazy mm-hmm. anyway so it's three celebrity guests celebrity guests yeah. and <laughs> and then anthony anderson who you know from uh blackish and uh yeah he's in a million things uh he's he, he one was of, once a very very i mean look i'm really happy order. he got a very good um like TV gig that ran a long time and made him a lot of money. But he is definitely one of those actors who was like in every movie from like 2003 to 2010. And it always seemed like he was going to pop as like a big comedy slash dramatic actor. And then he oh, just yeah. he kind of just like puttered down to like I mean, he was he was he's like the comic, star of Law and Order for like twelve seasons. He's the he's, comic relief in the first Transformers movie. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's, guy that says I ate the whole plate. Yes, and he, he, <laughs> he, <laughs> he used to be in everything. If you yeah. watch the movies from like two thousand and three to two thousand and ten, there's a good chance he was in it. And then he kind of like 
went down to TV, which is now technically a promotion because TV is way <laughs> bigger than movies. But right, yeah. right. So, so he hosts. His mom is there for some reason, and then three celebrities okay. get three people on stage who all claim to be interesting in the same way. Uh, like all three of us have thrown out the like each person's like I've thrown out the first pitch at a baseball game twenty four times. I've thrown out the first pitch at a baseball game twenty four times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the celebrities have to ask them questions and figure out who is the real person who's doing that. So ours was I wrote Go the Fuck to Sleep. And there were three of us who could have written it and they had to figure out through asking us questions which one it is. And this so I got asked to audition for this. It was like 18 months ago, it was like center pandemic. It was mid pandemic that I did this audition and recorded it shortly after. And then it's been sitting in the can. They like ran a whole season and didn't air my episode. And I assumed that it was because we sucked and they were not ever going to air it. But like, this is a long time ago. And then it just popped up the other day and was, which was a delightful surprise. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it aired, it happened. I've done that. You guys saw it for me. Mm-hmm. I was originally, this is how long ago it was. When the season started last year, I had just won our Oscars episode, and I was going to make you watch this as my prize for winning the Oscars pool, which I've still not claimed yet. Um, yeah. I was going to make you watch yeah. this episode and be like, guys, I just really love this show called To Tell the Truth, and I was not going to tell you I was on it. And then, bam, one of the people comes out, and it's me, and it was going to be very surprising to you. And it just took a whole extra year, and so I didn't get to do that. But you did watch Man. it. What are your initial uh, thoughts? To, to I have to, a question. To... When you audition for this, do you come in and they're like, "Hi, I'm Roy Peterson. Nice to meet you." <laughs> like, are you lying from the <laughs> oh, beginning? Oh, that's a great idea. you to commit to the lie, like from the beginning. Like, actually, so it was like it was a so I, I auditioned uh, over Zoom because it, it was pandemic, and um, it was like I I um gotten asked to submit for America's Got Talent a few years ago and I didn't get that but the person who uh, which is probably for the best because that shows the worst but um, I like one of the casting people from that was like now working on the show and so she asked me to do a zoom and it was uh, my first ever zoom audition and it like my camera stopped working immediately after I got it's by far the most important zoom I've done and it's the first time my camera has ever crapped out and she was just like oh just call me back when we're done when you're you fixed it and I was like it'll take me two seconds just like two seconds let me just unplug it plug it back and she's like no call me back and then she did not answer texts or zoom calls for an hour and I was sure that I had blown it and then when I finally got back on it she was just like okay so we're just gonna I'm just gonna ask you a question I'm gonna tell you what you're an expert in and you just riff um and I'll ask you questions about it so you are an expert in you're a uh uh you're an astronaut. And I was like, what? That's the one thing I can pretend to be. I know everything about space. That's so perfect. It was so, and I, I, like, I tried not to smile too much when she said it. Cause I was like, Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a softball right there. I can do that. And so I was just like, okay, here's the thing about the coefficient of gravity. And I like ramble on and I do like, I, she was well behind on every, like she'd ask a question and she'd be like, like, slow down. Let me ask another question before you tell me more bullshit. Um, and it was great. And I just, I just nailed it. And then after showing that I can do that hard job, they were like, all right, you get to answer three questions about a book you didn't write. And it was like super boring and small yeah. what I ended yeah. up actually doing. But right. how, how much head time, like lead time did you get and what you were going to lie about? So I had about it was like two weeks or so out okay. that I found out what I was doing. And so I crammed um, and I wish Ezra was here for it for this because I was going to talk because I called Ezra up and I was like, I need to fabricate a family. I need to come up with kids because he has two kids canonically in the books. It's important to to have at least two kids. So I have to have two kids because his sequel 
so there's he, he wrote three books in the series it was go to the fuck to sleep and then the sequel was seriously you have to fucking eat and then the third book was oh shit there are two of you now and or oh fuck there's two of you now probably because he's yeah, on yeah. brand um and it's i mean this is like also it's a very funny book and also like right now there's like 200 kids books that swear he was the first one to really sell a kid's book that swears. This was his idea, right. but now everyone right. knows it. But um, so I had to have at least two kids. And so Ezra and I sat down and we mapped out and I could have, it's been too long now. So I don't remember all of them. and I can't find my notes. I was looking for my notes for it, but I had, I had two kids. I could tell you their likes and dislikes food that they will eat pers- every personality trait. I had their birth stories. Like I was ready to get grilled about my children and they mm. did not ask a single question about my kids. Yeah. It's, but because the ending of this bit was that I fooled Steve Urkel. He thought I was the author, although he seemed to know that it wasn't me. But he's the only one who picked me. And then, But I also fooled Kevin Nealon not to pick me that I was the author. But Kevin Nealon said, I seemed like a dad. Mm. Yeah, so nice. That was my bonus lie yeah. there. Nice. But, you just had yeah. latent dad energy. They didn't yeah. even have to ask questions. They were just mm. like, you seem like a dad. Yeah, but you should have sh- shown up in like a nice suit, like a matching suit as the author was wearing and like shave your head just like him. Well, so, okay. So your glasses. <laughs> like really gone method. Ben like has this living <laughs> as this writer for the last this two is weeks. so funny. You know, also, there's a couple of things, so, like, most of this I don't have a choice on. So the outfit. They like they picked and they they made me get on a on a, a Zoom call and go through my closet and figure out because they don't want to give me any outfits. Obviously, it's a very cheap show. Oh. But they wanted they were like they picked out everything that I was wearing. They picked out my shoes, like the whole every bit of it was picked out by this, this show. And the thing is, if I looked too much like Adam Mansback, the third person has to look exactly like him. So one of the rules of the show is it has to be three the same or three different. You can't do two and one. So like our answers yeah. had to be either we all say the same answer or we all say different answers. We can't do two people say the same answer and one person says a different one, which is where my prep actually screwed us up. So probably like, I mean, as you probably would assume, it was like 30 minutes of questions that got edited down to like 45 seconds right? for the show. So I did a lot of stuff that you didn't see. But one of the things that we were like, so I have two weeks to think about it. Then you get there and you spend 10 hours with a producer and the panel like you and the other two people to the liar and the real person and we spent 10 hours just doing fake questions all day and then change and he would tweak our answers and tell us to change stuff um so i had memorized it's a very short book you know it's a few it's like 15 oh. stanzas or whatever. i'd memorized the book because it was very easy to do and i thought they might ask me but then it's me the real author and this guy who is not an actor and in fact, I, I asked you about him at the time because he's like kind he's like kind of famous in the video game world. So I'm not going to actually tell you who he is in that world. But he like owns a video game company that you guys have probably heard of. And he's also next door neighbors with one of the producers of To Tell the Truth. So that's how he got uh-huh. on. His audition was even easier than mine. But he's not an actor. He could not memorize a fact to save his life. He could oh. not remem- memorize a single line of dialogue. So we get to this problem where they're like, what's the first stanza of the, of the book? And I know it. And Adam doesn't know it because it's been 10 years and he's written 25 books since then. But he looks it up and he's like, okay, I remember now. And then Pool Noodle cannot remember the stanza at all. He has no idea what it is. So I can't say the real one. No. Because we have to do two. We can't do two and one. Oh, that's so annoying. Because you look like such a dork, like how you couldn't remember it. I was like, I remember thinking like, this is weird that Alex can't remember this because he had time to work on it. I appreciate I'm so glad you said that. So two things. One is, first, I had to write 
a unique stand. I had to write an opening stanza to the book that was not real and then rememorize it over my old information. Mm. So I had to write, I had to write this whole new thing during rehearsal, which I did. But then, and did you I, run it by Adam? It was like, does this sound like your voice? Like, I really yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I cleared it with the producers style. and stuff. I, we, I like, and and actually, Adam thought it was funny. I like, I kept writing more because I thought it was very fun. Adam and I, I thought we got along pretty well. Um, but so, like, I kept trying to make Adam laugh. So, like, Adam, Adam enjoyed my stanzas. But then, when he had been asked genuinely, Adam, what's the opening stanza of the book? He didn't remember. Like I said, it's been ten years yeah. and twenty-five books. He had no idea. So I was pretending to not remember my own stanza so that I was more genuine to how Adam actually was. But then Adam fucking hung me out to dry by memorizing it and then nailing it. So now I look like a doofus. But fortunately, I look like less of a doofus than video game guy who decided to riff a rhyme and didn't even come close. And I'm going to I want to play this clip for the listeners at home. Because this is probably the funniest part of the show is when Pool Noodle tried to write an opening stanza, a rhyming yeah. stanza. Yeah. On the God, fly. I want to know who I want to know who this guy is so bad now. It's like all I want to know. We can talk about it offline, but he's like a CEO right. of a video game company. Um, okay. He's like Peter that. Nintendo. He's Peter <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly who it is. It's Peter Nintendo. Nah. Um so let me get let me get this queued up here. Um because his his thing it was so it was so amazing yeah okay here i'm gonna play this for you let's see if we can hear this on my phone number three how does it open it's been it's been a while and uh my sweetheart it's time it's time please go uh i love you to death but sleep is is mo Sleep, sleep is, is mo. Sleep is mo. That was his bet. He couldn't even do words. Mm. That like it wasn't even just mm. not rhyming. He chose rhyming over saying English words. The idea that the opening stanza of the book is sleep is mo. Not even mo anything. Not like mo beta. No, there's just sleep is mo is Jesus absolutely Christ. hilarious. That's um, so that's so great. Well, I mean, <laughs> I would just say. You know, it takes skills to be a good liar. As somebody who's lied a lot in his life, it takes a lot of time <laughs> mm-hmm. and effort not to easy. be a good liar. It's not an easy thing to do. It's not easy. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, if you were too good at it, it would be a problem. But here's the thing that you guys will appreciate right away about this. Think about the structure of this as a game. Yeah. If Adam Mansback gets points for, for getting people to pick him, he wins every time because he's the real guy. So he, there's no doubt that you could convince people that you're the real guy. So the, the difficulty level of the game is entirely due to the actual person's ability to not tell you information because they, they, they're, they're sworn to tell the truth or whatever, but they can withhold and they can be like they can give shorter answers. So a bunch of our coaching with the three of us was just to get Adam to give shorter and shorter answers because it's too believable. So we had to rein him in so that we could be decent liars. But in right. in Pool Noodle's case, not even in Mister Peter Nintendo's case, uh, not even close mm-hmm. to uh, able to convince with that. My mine actually made sense. His did not make any sense. Um, Why didn't they just let him do it again? Because that was like that's that was weird. It is weird. Yeah. So they don't do they didn't do anything again. Because so the other thing you may have noticed at the beginning when they they first pull up the scrim and they're like. You say one line. I'm a. We were supposed to say I wrote a famous children's book, and I went first, and I fucked it up. I said I'm a famous children's book author, 
and it what was what was funny was there's my producer standing like two inches away from my head just off stage or just off screen so i go i'm a famous children's book author and he goes nope <laughs> and then <laughs> just walks away so i fucked up the first words out of my mouth and he's been wow. coaching me for 10 hours so he's he's disappointed wow. i have an excuse but anyway adam man's back thoughtful guy he's like well i go with whatever alex said that's number right. one i'm gonna go yeah, on with yeah. it but then number three he spent 10 hours practicing this one line he can't deviate so yeah. he says the original line so now we all look like just wackadoos who came out here and didn't have any plan the reason i screwed the lineup That's i should so say because i can remember yeah. things yeah yeah i was so hungry when we taped the show so i got there at like nine in the morning I did mm-hmm. not tape until 6 p.m. There's one meal provided by catering. It is barbecue day. Nothing no. vegetarian. No. I had a side salad. That was it. They put bacon in the cornbread. They put bacon in the greens. Ew. There was nothing I could eat. So I had a side salad and two protein bars I'd brought from home. And I was starving by the time they taped. And we were the last tape. They taped two full episodes. And I was last of the day. So I was like... I was like shaking a little bit from being like low blood sugar. And so my brain was really bad. I think I could have done a lot better, but I was actually like embarrassed afterwards that I did not do a better job because I was not that it's who cares. It, it's yeah. funny that he sucked. Actually, the best part of the show is him going <laughs> is him saying that sleep is mo. Funny. Yeah, thing actually, happened all day. That was, yeah. that was actually the best moment of the entire episode. Right. So there's no it, like, like I wanted to win. It's not a, it's not actually a game. The point no, is to be a real game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you were saying, like Urkel maybe just picked you just for I don't know. He was yeah, because he's bad at the game, and who cares? Uh, yeah, yeah. He was just having a good time. On the crow, one, on the bird watching one, they like actually got the guy. Like they caught people in fact errors, um, which was fun. But on ours, there's like not a lot of facts. They didn't like. Well, we happened to know the like the artist's name. Oh, this is another fun thing. So the cover artist, um, the cover artist's name was a thing we thought they might ask. So. But I couldn't memorize the real name, which I did. I did already have studied on, because Pool Noodle would never remember the guy's real name. So Adam gets to say the real answer. I had to make up a fake name and say it, and then so he could say his improvised fake name because he couldn't remember. <laughs> it was really silly. Oh, and so we talk about the swearing. So um, you mentioned before that I didn't swear. So I'm the one who didn't swear. So they tell us they're like, look, the, my, my, our producer is like, look. And ABC, this is on ABC Family Hour. Yeah, yeah. They did not want to do a segment about a book with a swear in it. They were upset. This took a lot of persuasion. So they agreed. We could do this segment, but we could have two bleeped swear words in the entire segment tops. That's all we're allowed to do. So so we are not allowed to swear. No one's allowed to swear. Except apparently they forgot to tell Anthony Anderson that. And they did not tell the panelists that. And also Adam didn't give a shit. Right. So the real yeah. reason why, which you don't actually get to see in this, because you barely see Adam talk, because Adam swore every time he spoke, because he doesn't give a shit. He's already got his money yeah. in his hotel room. You're going to buy right. the book. He doesn't need to win. So I'm like, look, I could get fired. Adam can't get fired. He's the celebrity in this lineup. So I'm like very right. carefully not swearing. And then Pool Noodle can't stop himself from swearing because he's never been on. He doesn't know how to be on TV. <laughs> so I'm. So then I look like a weird prude for being the it's only true. one not swearing yeah. in a swearing segment. And at one point, Anthony did say. Alex, you can, or he said, number one, you can swear. And I was like, actually, I promised I wouldn't, <laughs> you know, that was how <laughs> I, and actually, I thought it was a good answer too. Cause Adam had said backstage, he's done a lot of an- interviews. He's like one of the best people in the world at not saying that word. 
you know, he doesn't, he's been doing NPR interviews for 10 years about this book yeah. and swear. So he's good at dancing around it. So I was like, I'm going to be the best. So when, when he said I could swear, I was like, you think it was my first time doing TV, Anthony? I know how to not swear on NPR. So I thought I had a very fun answer. But then at the end, when I say like, I, you know, I was like, I, I've sworn before. And Anthony was like, I'm not sure I believe you. Cause I just mm. like looked so yeah. like, pr- prudish the whole episode, but it's cause I was the only one following rules. This is my main theme of this is I'm the only one following the goddamn rules on this show. Right. Well, you were also the only one that could get in trouble, really. You know what I mean? Like, if, right. if Pool Noodle... Right. This isn't what Pool Noodle does. It doesn't right. yeah. matter. If Peter like, Nintendo gets fired, he goes to home to the Nintendo Empire. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, give a yeah. shit. Yeah. And if fine. Adam gets fired, they're like, well, I guess I'm not going to have another wing to my house that I'm going to add with money from this yeah. book. But with right. me, I'm like, I want this... I don't want the casting director to get in trouble, because I want her to hire me on other shows. Well, what right. are they going to do? Bring you back as another liar? No. Like, well, no, but I told you she was but, originally casting AGT, so like she might be, uh, she might get on, yep. on any number of other things. And yep. plus, I want to be on the chairs. You know, I want to be on the comfy chairs one day. I mm. want to be a low level celebrity. So if I piss off the producers of the show, they'll never invite me to come over and be a fun celebrity. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Wouldn't it be no, a cool that... story if I graduated from that side to being on the chairs? That would be super interesting for the it show. It sucks that they didn't keep the, the NPR line because that sounds like that would have, that would have been a funny thing. line. I got, yeah. I got like, I got a few laughs. I'm not going to brag, but I was funny a few times, but that was not the job. So they cut every time I was funny because that was not the the point was not for me to be funny. It's for the celebrities to be funny or for me to be funny because I screwed up and then they make fun of me. I was not supposed to be so in control as to be able to be funny. Mm. Um, But man, Adam swore a lot. And so at the end, it was like really easy for everybody. They were just like, um, well, of these three, do I think it's not the guy who's never heard of this book? And then there's two guys, one who swears and one who doesn't. It's a book that's got fuck in the title. It's the probably, swear guy. It was probably the sweary guy. Yeah, yeah. Except for Urkel just didn't get it. Urkel. No. Urkel was so high. And Anthony actually made a joke about it. But so <laughs> Urkel was there promoting. He had just released a new weed strain. Yeah. Called he Purple did. Urkel. Wow. He smoked some of that stuff and, became, and went from Urkel to Stefan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was Stefan well, energy. He just put that out, and so he was like ostensibly there to promote it, and so he was definitely high. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. I mean, that's that's how you, how you should show up to something to promote something called Purple Urkel. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're a, promoting being high, yeah. Yeah. That was the thing is that, that Adam had a, like for Christmas that year was coming out with a new like fancy gilded box set of the three books. Mm. And so I, I mentioned it as one of the laughs I got was that I mentioned it three times was like, which you can obviously buy in a box set coming out in December 26th or whatever. Like I, I promoted the hell out of the box set, mm. which I think I feel like was a fun bit for an author to do. But then because it was a year and a half later, it didn't make any sense. So they had to cut all that stuff out too. Ah, uh, um. yeah, yeah, yeah. You should ask, like, write them a letter and see, like, hey, uh, this is Alex I was in this thing. You're gonna release like the extended cut of that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know there's Give a lot of Snyder sl- cut, the yeah. Snyder cut of to tell there's the truth. There's a lot of footage on the cutting room floor, and I feel like it just really hosts the integrity of the piece. I mean, you're missing <laughs> all that good material. So, I'm com- I'm confused. So, so while while it was being shot, they were like, we can do two swear words in this segment, yeah. but there was way more than two bleeped swears in that segment in the final edit right or i, I, I don't think there really are only remember. two in the final edit i think um, oh, okay. anthony said one in the introduction and then um i think adam had one in his one of his explanations and that was it and it was bleeped and the mouth was covered over yeah so 
And I actually think I was like, I wondered if that was one of the reasons why it did not air for a long time is because I yeah. thought we'd sworn too much and I thought it was going to get edited out entirely. But apparently they also moved since last year, they moved to a later time. So it's possible they cared mm. less. And that's why it got pushed back. But yeah, well, I think there was only I mean, two swears, maybe three. But Bob's mm. go. Igo has left, you know, the Disney head <laughs> since then. And now Capuchick is in there and he only really cares about money. He's really driving the ship oh, into, yeah, like, yeah. into the ground. Yeah. So, not like Bob. Bob had his heart in it, you know, that yeah. heart. Bob that, like, to- Bob ran a tight ship. I mean, you look at where yeah. Bob was when he took over the company and when he left uh-huh. it last year, right? I mean, what a thing he built. But Chapik over here, he's fucking airing Alex's segment. He's getting in fights with yeah. Johansson. He is just <laughs> blowing it. Yeah, he doesn't I'm, give a from shit. From the beginning, he has just been so bad for the company, you know? And I think Actually, that... It is, it is one of the funny things about this was that it, it's, it airs on ABC. It was made by CBS Television, and we've recorded it on the NBC studio. Like... Any mm. pretense that these are all different companies is ridiculous. Like mm. all of this, this, there is one company, and they just put whatever names on it to shuffle money around. Yeah, but yeah. Th- there is mm. not, there is not just one. There's not many, many companies here. So, I, I feel like, th- I mean, we all know TV is art- artifice. That's its whole thing, right? But the, I feel like the back end is also completely artifice. It was very strange. Yeah, um, that makes, I also yeah, I did get sense. to hang out with. So you guys watched the whole episode, so you got to see um the uh, exorcist bit as well yeah so i hung out with the exorcist most one of the exorcists most of the day the fake exorcist the liar exorcist um yeah was like my buddy we parked at the same time and so i was just like hanging out with this fake priest all day well wait uh, which fake one the one in the middle or the, the one, one in the on middle the... who was way too serious this yeah, is another yeah. thing is they were like you have to be serious you can't look like you're having fun at any point because uh apparently that it's a giveaway which it was on the exorcist the one guy who's smiling is the one who's like not yeah. been coached as much right but yeah, the- and love what you do and you'll never have to look a day in your life you know <laughs> if you really love being an exorcist you yeah, can man. be happy about it you know yeah, he claimed to have performed 10,000 exorcisms. And I was wondering if at mm. some point someone was going to point out that that's not real on the panel. <laughs> like, how do you deal with the fact, sir, that there are no demons and that what you yeah, do is yeah. a lie? That, that would have been a great question, I think, for them. But That's what I would have done. If, this Maybe this is why I'm not on the comfortable chairs. Yeah, yeah. that's not, That wouldn't have been a, a question that was appreciated. How did you guys do throughout the, the episode, like, as a guesser, as a as a game? Were you guys good at figuring out who it actually was? Um, I didn't even try mm. to figure out who it was. To be honest, the game did not really engage me. I watched it. Mm. I watched it as if no one was anything. I don't know. I have, I have maybe a really cynical outlook on these types of shows, but I'm yeah. just like, yeah, whatever. They're just. I mean, it would not be Im- uh, unlikely for it to be all three actors. Like, there's no reason. Yeah. It was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm a serial killer. Like, who cares? You know, especially with the exorcist bit, I was kind of like, none of them are exorcists because it doesn't exist. Yeah, right? and, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I mean, I really wouldn't doubt that even the one that claimed to be the real one was like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm an actor because like, there's no such thing as exorcism. So, well, it is funny because also most of the people were actors. So even the people I who mean, are like, I'm a like when in there. Re- so there's a reveal line at the end where they're like, um, Anthony says, tell us all about yourself. And then they give you a line that you're required to say that they think is funny. You can't write your own. 
I submitted uh, several versions. I uh, wanted to promote Unwrap My Heart. They wouldn't let where I was like, I wanted to say something like, I've, I, you know, I wish I'd written a best-selling book. I have probably the worst-selling book on Amazon right now, which is about mummy sex. I would have loved that pitch, but they wouldn't let me yeah. say it. So wow. I had to say, yeah. there's think stupid maybe shit. the term mummy sex is a little misleading. It just sounds... Mummy. <laughs> yeah, also they only kiss. So it was, yeah, everything <laughs> about that was misleading. But I wasn't sworn to tell the truth. Yeah, yeah there you great. go. But you I go. like, so all of those reveal lines. So even when somebody is like, um, you know, I've never thrown out from the mound, but I'm a dentist or whatever. The dentist is also an actor. The person's like, I'm a lawyer. That person's also an actor because it's fucking L.A. So all the lawyers right. are also mm. trying to get cast on network shows. Um, although the acting part ended up being one of the worst parts about this. So here's what you get. So what you get paid the day rate on this, this is a union show. They pay you yeah. 1200 bucks for this day. Cool. 1200 Sounds like a good day, right? Yeah. Except I am a union member. I'm a proud SAG union member from when I was living in Portland, Portlandia a bunch of times. But the dues to be a SAG member in Portland are $1,000. And in LA, it's $3,000. Oh, so my God. By doing this show, I got moved to the LA SAG and they charged me two grand. So I lost 800 bucks doing this day of shooting. Oh, my God. That sucks. <laughs> it was really annoying. I was at first very excited because it was hard to make money during pandemic. And then it turned out being mm. on TV is very expensive for me. Wow, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, that, that like hugely sucks. You lost eight hundred dollars on this show. It's possible they'll like sell the foreign rights or they'll replay it or whatever, and I'll get residuals and I might get this back. And also, it's like I do need to be in the LA union at some point. They were going to figure out that I lived here and make me pay that anyway. So it's not right. like it was just, but it did feel like to tell the truth was charging me eight hundred dollars to be on the show. Yeah, and then not really editing anything in a way to you know make you come off as like cool or. No or interesting or funny or anything That's i mean i said yeah i yeah this was not a it was, it's weird to be like oh man i'm gonna tell everybody i'm on tv it was a very small thing this was really just like uh yeah this little filler job for the pandemic but um although i did go look at my imdb because of this so my imdb is really funny i had to submit it to somebody right now my imdb is portlandia the late show is stephen colbert to tell the truth and a porn podcast I was a guest on two years ago that apparently found out that they could put guests from podcasts on IMDb. Yeah. I don't oh, know whoa. why. But so it looks like one quarter of the work I've done in Hollywood is in porn. And I'm not stoked about that. You have a um, who's I was re listening to something about a comic who every time um, there's a movie that shows like a wide shot of Earth in it. He adds to his IMDb page, <laughs> extra uncredited. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that's a good IMDb bit. That is a good bit. Yeah. Well, the other thing about my IMDb page, no picture there because you got to pay him like $40 a month to have your photo on it, which is annoying. That is annoying. So I'm not doing 40, it. 40 bucks a month. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Um, did you guys so uh was there any of the segments on the show you didn't find the game compelling what do you think of the show and i i don't have a piece of this i'm not i'm not attached to it but was I there mean, anything that was actually fun it's weird to see it in color because <laughs> most of my experience watching to tell the truth was from yeah. like the original 50s or 60s or whenever it was on um mm -hmm. so that was weird um yeah, I don't know. It's it seems like uh, I watched this and I thought 
I could see Alex hosting this one day. See, you that know, would I'm, be, I would, oh my God, I would, yeah, I'd bite off your arm to host yeah. a show like that. That sounds, like, Anthony does seem like he's having a good time, you know? He's chill. He's got his mom on the show. Like, he just yeah. likes hanging out with his mom, so he brought her. She's not a contestant. She just gets a chair, and then she calls you stupid. Like, what a fun day. So yeah, that's cool. This is the kind, that does, this does seem like a, like the kind of job that's like, I would like to work a couple hours, a few times a week, and get paid a decent amount of money, and not enough people have heard of me, but I'm just going to chill. Like, this seems like Hollywood cr- coasting, and I would love that. Oh, my God. I would love to host a game show. That would be super fun. Yeah, I think you would be great for hosting a game show. I think I, I think, well, I, think I would have been uh, there were several times where I wanted to ask follow up questions when I was watching the people ask. Que- There's several things that they said that I was like, you're not going to go further into that. Like one of the bird watching guys, they were like, what's the most that very funny question? I think it was like Urkel was like, what's the most embarrassing thing you've caught a bird doing? And he was like, oh, I saw one building a nest inside the chimney of yeah. a uh, porta potty. So what were you doing with your telescope pointed at a porta potty, yeah, yeah. my dude? Like, right, there's a follow up right. question that needs mm. to be asked. Like, he didn't. Yeah. Did you follow this bird and like, oh, it happened to land the porta potty, or were you like, are you peeping at porta potties from a good distance with your creepy lenses? A lot of good opportunities for follow up mm. questions. Yeah, yeah, that could have been funny. That would have been funny. Yeah, you should it have should... brought that up to your producer. Been like, hey, can you can you feed <laughs> this line? Yes, to yeah. <laughs> hey, can we can we can we can we take a quick break? I just want to touch. Base with Kevin. You you request a break. That actually does bring up an interesting question of whether or not they get lines from producers, and I don't think that they got preps. Like, because a lot of shows like like if you watch like At Midnight back in the day, where it was like comedians playing a game show, but they had a packet written by the show of lines they could use. They could say their own lines if they wanted to, but you have a baseline so that everyone is kind of funny. In this show, I was like, I wondered if they were having, if they had questions fed to them. And they, if they did, I did not see it while I was watching. I don't think they had, they didn't have binders they were looking at between rounds or anything. So I think it really was like, if you're not funny, Anthony and his mom have to do the work. Right. Anthony probably had fake questions. Oh, here's, here's another thing I can say that is bullshit. So you remember how that, the guys, the, you know, Adam was the only one sworn to tell the truth. Mm. Anthony Anderson, not sworn to tell the truth. So Anthony Anderson comes out here and he's like, I'm going to tell you about this person in their own words. Not their words. That's something uh, the show wrote. Every time they say in their own words, I was like, how co- how is it possible that you got nine guests from vastly different backgrounds and every one of them wrote the same pun as the other ones? Like, this is clearly right. bullshit. So I asked Adam, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I didn't write that. That's terrible. <laughs> um, oh, uh, one other uh, fun uh, Adam Mansback f- uh, fact. Uh, when When earthquake or not earthquake when uh um sorry unwrap my heart was earthquake hurricane was a show we did together i got distracted mm. when the book i wrote with ezra was a bestseller a couple months ago we were one position above adam man's back we were like right above Whoa. go the fuck to sleep for for a couple of days and so i sent him a text and i was like oh you're getting embarrassed on this list and he was like that was 10 years ago dude <laughs> he was like, yeah that's a good point the fact that you're still number four best-selling comedy book after 10 years right. is pretty solid right yeah, that's pretty solid. That's like a dynasty right there. You're yeah. just like a blip, you know. Yeah, that's book, like just Pink like Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon legs, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it really does have legs. That book still sells a lot. And, and he really more- did. He's the answer for how like how long it took him to write it was like 38 minutes in a whiskey. That was real. Mm-hmm. He was like working on all the serious literature that he was writing, and then he had this funny idea, cranked it out, threw it into a PowerPoint, put it online, it went viral, and he made a million dollars. Like it was like a very fun 
ride for him and is not yeah. like this is not a piece of art that he made this is not a passion project this was a dumb web joke that took off and made him rich yeah that's great um yeah um if you were going to do a to tell the truth what would be your thing that you'd be best at lying and pretending you were like space was my best audition thing is there a thing mm-hmm. you guys would be really good at pretending to be mm. I like everything's going okay and i'm fine <laughs> Uh, that's kind of <laughs> the main zone. Yeah, All right. Uh, in his own good. words, everything is fine. I feel great today. It's lovely to see you. All oh right, please. God. Number one. That's so. That's such a good topic, though. Where it's three people. One of them's actually okay. The other two are just pretending to be okay. We gotta figure out who's only one of these okay. mentally healthy people has been sworn to tell the truth. Oh, that that would be a much better show right this there. This is a good sketch for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's a wonderful sketch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I like that. Sadly, I don't think I know anything about anything. Uh, so I'm not really sure there's anything I could pretend to be believably. Uh, from Arkansas, I feel like I mm. could, but I am actually from yeah, Arkansas. Yeah, so that wouldn't, really, not. that wouldn't really be pretending. So I guess from Louisiana. Um, you could probably, do, you could do um, 9-11's Not Real. Oh, that's true. Actually, it could be. <laughs> He's a 9-11 truther. I do have the background not. necessary to be a 9-11 truther. That is true. I am not a 9-11 right, truther. Which makes you perfect have, for this. I have done the work. Yeah, so you Google searched is... uh, steel beams in your time. Yeah, nah, that was that was like the... That was like one of the best days of my life was that day when we were doing Earthquake Hurricane. And Seriously, I just suddenly we, so remembered was, that. Yeah, that we were doing a stand-up show together and you recalled that you had briefly in high school been a 9-11 truther. You had not it remembered so, it in years. It was so real. Like, yeah. it was just like, you know, like sometimes you do something really dumb when you're young and you actually do achieve like burying it in your psyche. Like you yeah. actually completely forget about it. And then it just... I don't know how we got there. We were talking about something and it just like And you were like, wait, I remember Some... very distinctly looking up the melting point of steel. <laughs> Why do I know that? Somebody yeah. sent, said like, hey, we got to build that thing six. And you were like, building six. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember. God, I gave a presentation and everything. It was messed up. That is kind of funny. That I mean, it is sad, but also very funny that your teacher had to watch you give that presentation. Oh my god! I need to. I can't remember what teacher it was. It was an English teacher. You should find Uh, her and apologize for sure. Yeah, I should find her and be like, I can't believe you had to put up with that. You changed my life that day. (laughs) (laughs) I sold everything I have. He's like, you opened my eyes, and now I see the truth. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so that's uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out for my little bonus talk about my little thing. Um, and uh, we will be back again next week talking about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind for real. That's oh, yeah. Was back. He got back from paradise and then not, maybe it was just being back at work made him sick, not being in Hawaii anymore. I feel um, that. Yeah, um, very possible. <laughs> he would also be eligible to uh, be one of the people pretending things are okay on our game show um anyway we we appreciate you hanging out thanks for being here anthony and and hunter yeah yeah hey thank you yeah you guys are great um and uh yeah we'll talk to everybody next week bye bye